talk to you guys about prayer this morning a little bit. And I know, I mean, I pray most of us do it on a regular basis, but I know in my own prayer life, it's super lacking in a lot of ways. And my desire is to grow in that and, and just really understand the bigness of prayer because it's really a big deal. And I don't think most churches really teach on it enough, or at least the proper ways of a Christian to go into prayer. And, and Christ has made it easy for us. Obviously, we can just, you know, drop to our knees or be driving in our cars and at any moment start talking to God, but to be training ourselves to pray correctly and and to have practicing that awe of God, you know, getting to that place of seeing God for who he is first and foremost, and then aligning our hearts accordingly. I'm reading this book called The Prayer by Tim Keller, and it's amazing, and I would recommend it for anybody, but he goes through examples of how to meditate and to really get your heart right before you even start praying because one of the worst things we can ever do is to be out of awe of who God is. And so finding that awe and and training yourself to even just be living in that awe at all times, but also especially when you come and pray because when you're praying in light of who God is, all of a sudden the, the little concerns of the world are very minuscule. Not that you don't need to ask for small things and that you're pleading with God about certain issues doesn't dismiss the bigness of that, that it can be in your life, but seeing God for who he is and under that fear and reverence of who he is, then uh, you can, you can put first what's most important um, of just beholding God more and loving him and living out your walk and then still, but, but supplication and, um, you know, even the Lord's prayer includes, give us a stay, our daily bread, you know, feed us today. So it's not wrong to pray for little things, but I feel like most of the time it's we have our list of, of grocery, our grocery list to God, or we're just complaining towards God, and so we want to stay clear of both those. An, ex- an example of that meditation, you can take the Lord's Prayer, which is a good one, good practice, because it is a good prayer. One thing interesting about the Lord's Prayer is it's not sufficient in and of itself, because Jesus said, pray like this, but this was also before the crucifixion. So we don't have, the prayer isn't in light of who we are before God through Christ. So there is much to be added to it. We can bring that in through the meditation of the Lord's Prayer. For instance, it starts our God. And you can stop right there. Our God, that could be the first part of your meditation. And great philosophers and theologians and preachers praying for two hours a day isn't isn't out of the norm. And matter of fact, they they suggest that for any Christian. I know that sounds impossible. I mean, I, I even think like I don't have two hours a day to do that. But how often are we spending two hours a day? And not not even all at once, but at once would be great as well. Spending two hours a day just on junk. So I, we, I know we have it, but it, it's to, to train our hearts and our minds to, to desire that enough to put that first. But um, our God, what does that say right off the bat about God? He's ours. But notice how it doesn't say my God. So our, our Father who is in heaven, holy is, the, holy is your name, right? But we're stopping at our God. Our God. So right off the bat, the prayer in and of itself is acknowledging that we are in this together, that the church is the body of Christ. Christ is in, inside of us, all of us individually, but we are still very much part 
of a bigger picture, and we are required and, and encouraged to to be with one another. So our God, and and you can stop right there and say thank you, God, for for being a God of relationships, for being a God who understands our desire and need, and and what we get from others, and how we get to serve uh, uh, serve others, and how that all works in a God ordaining beautiful fashion. So our God, who is in heaven. You're just seeing God as that relational God, thinking about the Trinity at that point because he created us to be in relationship because he has been in relationship with the, the perfect Godhead, the three-in-one. So acknowledging that, but then, you know, our God, he's our God. He is our only God. He should be our only God. Our God, help us wipe out any other gods we try to put before you, any idolatry that's in our lives, wipe that clean. So... You know, that was the first two words of the prayer. So you sit down and and you get your heart right. Make your way through that prayer in that kind of way. Move on to the next two, three, four words, however you can group them up. And it will get you ready to come into the presence of God in a so much more powerful way. That prayer will literally transform you and transform the world around you. Because now you're not only just flippantly praying to God, you're in communion with God. You're having a conversation with God. And very much God will talk back. You know, you'll start hearing the voice of God and and it'll be a very powerful experience as opposed to just, God, please help me with this. And again, you know, not to minimize the little things, but we don't want to miss out on those big gifts that God has for us. So I just want to encourage that prayer in us all today. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm.